some of this, Michael. Be one of us. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. No way in the hallway. Welcome to the Spook House, dude. It is very good to have you. I'm super happy to be here, and by here, I mean in my apartment with you. You're kind of, we're in each other's apartment. Yeah, that's what kind of what it feels like. I mean, you've got a, a sweet little setup there. you got some cool posters. you uh, got some got some prints going up. For New York, it's not that bad. Yeah, I was, like I told you before, uh, I was rearranging my place, and I had to take down a couple of the prints to make room for a bookcase over there, so it was a whole lot of reconstructing and deconstructing going on. Uh, yeah. Those, those prints have to stay up. Okay. Um, are you a big collector when it comes... I mean, you seem like you are. Like, I spend way too much money on things that I probably oh. should. <laughs> if it makes you happy, then why not do it anyway? <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly. I um, say, me and my friends always talk. If you, uh, you know, this is the adult side coming out of me. If you are responsible and pay your bills and pay your rent on time first, the leftover money, buy shit that makes you happy, you know? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, man, I um, I dabble every now and again. I'll pick up some stuff if I come across a good deal. But, man, I, I had to, like, I used to be really into, like, the NECA figures and all that stuff. And, yeah. man, that stuff can get very pricey. Very And very... uh not even time-consuming because there's so many. Just uh, They're just very bulky, and they take up so much space. So yeah. you have to have a big space to put everything in there. Are you a steelbook guy? You know how everything's like getting upgraded to 4K steelbooks? No, I do, the v- I do the VHS thing, which is way more bulky and way more pricey, apparently. <laughs> same, same here, buddy. Yeah, I mean, the 4Ks are cool, and if I were a millionaire, I would have the sickest collection ever, but I'm not. So, I'm going to stick, yeah. I'm not a big fan of the, I'm, of the artwork, mainly, just because, I don't know, there's something about the VHS cover art that's, like, nostalgic and retro-looking, and it's an actual, like, piece of art. Yeah. Whereas, like, the 4K stuff, it looks like just, like, a Photoshop job, a very, very sharp-looking, uh, that's not said in, like, a negative way, but I just like the faded cover art that looks like someone hand-painted it or drew it, and then that was the poster for the movie. Yeah, same here. Uh, yeah, speaking of not great-looking 4K art, did you see the new Halloweens that are being released, like, the the 1 through 5? Oh, I actually haven't. I know the J- the Friday the 13th box set that, uh, I forgot, Vinegar Syndrome, did they put that? I'm probably wrong, because I don't, like, pay attention to the DVD, uh, Blu-ray type of stuff. Uh, but that box set looked pretty fiery. Yeah. Uh, not my style, but it did look pretty good. I didn't see the Halloween one, though. How does it look? It look oh, hard. man, the, uh, some of the cover art is... Especially Halloween Five, it's like, whoa, that's what you guys went with. Okay, like it's, I don't know. I, I'm I'm right there with you. I prefer my VHS, my VHS art. So yeah, there's so there, and there's so much room for potential when you're remastering a lot of these movies, and it just seems like there's no time or effort put into like the design. Yeah, that's just yeah. my opinion because it doesn't look like it. Just looks all. Like like the I don't know if you're a fan of Marvel movies, but uh, all Marvel, you're not. Okay. I, I'm not. I won't get into it too hardcore. But the posters <laughs> just look like so like a twelve year old could do it. Like yeah, on Fortnite could like just put collages of people together, and it's like a conglomerated clusterfuck, and it just looks so shiny and so like nah. I, I'd rather I'd rather 
someone like a true artist put time and effort and a little bit of TLC in there. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> hey now. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you, dude. Um so Doug, you are from the great city of Buffalo, right? No, I'm not. Oh wait, you're not from Buffalo? How oh, close are you to Buffalo? Look well, at me doing my research. It's totally cool. We can find out we can find out right here. Uh I don't know why I thought you were from Buffalo. <laughs> no, I've been uh upstate a lot of times, never to Buffalo. Uh, from Long Island. Okay, I think it's because you sound so much alike um, my friend Brian, who's from Buffalo. Okay, are, is I mean, he in the horror community as well? No, no, he's not. Um, but he, he's just got that. Uh, I don't know. Same, same with like the every time I die guys. Oh, okay, yeah, they're from Buffalo, I believe. Yeah, they definitely are. Keith Buckley and all those dudes. There, I, I haven't listened to that band years but they're pretty fire from what i remember yeah yeah for sure i'm actually going to buffalo in december um i was hanging out with said friend the other day and a big group of our friends are going and i'm like i want to go he's like well get a plane ticket i'm like okay we're doing this and we're going to a patriots at the bills monday night football game all right, that sounds like it's going to be a good time. Hopefully, I, I think sports games are actually still happening. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see if it happens. Even in the pandemic, sports are a priority to a lot of people, so they're probably not going to shut it down. What is this year already? Yeah, man, it's uh, it, it's pretty crazy. I mean, your Limp Biscuit show got canceled. That's just wrong on so many levels. I was, I'm trying to hold back tears right now because I, <sighs> I was looking forward to it. Fred Durst is, is the god. Oh man, have and, you ever have you ever seen Limp Biscuit? Oh, of course. Man. I saw I saw them in 2015, and they actually Machine Gun Kelly opened for uh, oh. Biscuit, which is pretty sweet. And I work uh, it was at the venue that I work at, and Machine Gun Kelly, not a huge fan of him. This is when he was doing like his rap stuff. He didn't just you know all of a sudden just switch genres completely. Yeah. But he was like walking across the um, the balcony and stuff like that, and he's putting on a pretty energetic performance. But Limp Biscuit just blew shit out of the water. There, Wes Borland is such an underrated guitarist. He doesn't get yeah. talked about, but he does so much cool effects, minus the effects, but just like the melodies that he comes up with and the weird kind of quirky, still like new metal, but they're groovy. It's he doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah, plus he's a, a showman. You know, he goes all out with the makeups, and he makes it a, a true show. I don't think anyone knows what he actually looks like. <laughs> he looks incredibly normal. I follow him on Instagram. He's, like, really big into mountain biking. When he's not playing with Limp Biscuit, he's, like, riding his bike on trails and stuff. It's like Still do the makeup and the face paint while trekking across mountains or no? Uh, no, but he should. That would probably turn a lot of heads. People would be like, oh, shit, it's Wes Borland. Yeah, he should pull out that uh, Lollapalooza look that he recently did with, like, the looks like a Lord of the Rings kind of guy. I didn't see it, but now I'm now I'm tempted to look it up. Whoa, you haven't seen their recent Lollapalooza set? I only saw the picture of Fred Durst with, like, gray dad hair and, like, his track jacket or whatever. Yeah. Oh, well, dude, when we get done with this, you got to watch it. It's, like, legendary. Oh, absolutely. I'm definitely going to watch it. It's so good. Um, all right, well, enough new metal talk. I guess we'll talk about some horror movies. People are like, what the fuck is this? New metal and horror. Top two priorities. Dude, I mean, I, I want to start that podcast. You know. You need a, you need a co-host. <laughs> we'll, I mean, fuck up. We'll talk about it, yeah. Um, all right, Doug. So... What are some, uh, what have you been watching lately, man? Are there, uh, any movies you feel like people should know about? Anything caught your eye? Oh, um, that's always tough. And you know, it's funny, every time, I don't know if you get this feeling, but every time you get put on the spot and someone asks you, like, what have you been watching recently or what are your favorite movies? I'm just like, I, I haven't seen a movie, actually. I haven't seen any movie ever since I was born. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I watched it. Uh, there's this streaming service called Tubi, which is amazing for like yeah. all 
shit that you've like either never heard of or that's not on like a popular streaming service. So I watch a lot of movies on on that, especially movies that like I've heard of and that I want to catch up on, especially like the old like seventies, eighties slashers. A lot of Giallo movies I've been I've been recently watching. I've been trying to catch up on uh some Dario Argento stuff, uh, which is pretty awesome. I'm a big fan of Lucio Fulci and stuff like that. So I've been trying to catch up on a lot of the Italian horror because, like, it's just so good. All Colors of the Dark is one I watched recently, which I absolutely love. It was just so weird, and there's a cult in it. Okay. What year was this? It could have been late 70s, early 80s. I think it was 80s. It was, I think I'm pretty sure it was 80s. Okay. Uh, but it was just so weird. Like, the good thing about uh Italian horror is at least in my eyes is that they really go for the gore. They really go for it. They're it's always innovative and the story is actually compelling where like in a lot of at least mainstream horror movies now it's just like oh there's some cool scenes but like the, you want the characters to die. You don't care about them minus the select few. I don't know how you feel about the new Yeah, movie. I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, like, I saw The Conjuring 3, and I, I enjoyed that one more than the second one. Uh, I absolutely did not like the second Conjuring. I might be in the minority. I, well, first of all, I'm not huge on any of those movies, including the first one. I just think it's okay. Um, but I remember liking the second one a little bit more for some reason, just because The Nun was visually really creepy. Okay. Um, I love this debate now because I didn't think that at all. With really, <laughs> I, James Wan does a little too much CGI, and he's like an old school horror fan, so I wouldn't expect him to use so much computer generated like effects. But when they close up on the nun's face at the climax of the movie, I was like, like that, ew! Like it's just one big shiny, overdone computerized image. Whereas like. I mean, maybe I'm a fucking hypocrite because I love Insidious and there's probably <laughs> a little too much CGI in that with, like, the demon. And from far away, it looks great. But when they close up on it, I don't know. I, I also think maybe Insidious was a better story than The Conjuring 2. It seemed a little bit uh, disjointed to me. Uh, that's just my opinion, though. And did you see The the Nun, like, the movie? Oh, no. I mean, let me... Let me just put this out there. I only saw The Conjuring 2 once in theaters. That was the only time I saw it. I couldn't tell you much about that movie. Um, so I'm not going to die on that hill. You know, I- I'm sure upon rewatch, I'll be like, okay, I see what you're talking about. It's, but, on, it's on HBO Max. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Another streaming service that I got to get. <laughs> but HBO Max actually has heat. Like, they got Ghoulies 1, 2. They got all of Friday the 13th. They got, uh, they used to have all the Nightmare on Elm Streets. I'm pretty sure they still have it. Um, and they just have like, they have a lot of, uh, David Cronenberg stuff. I, me and my girlfriend recently watched, uh, what was it called? I don't want to give it away, but it was the one, you know what? I'm not going to give it away because I, I forgot the name already because I just watched too many movies. Uh, it's not uh it's not the brood, is it? Have you ever it, seen that? It is the brood. Oh whoa. Okay. I just Thank out you. Of all, I see the church for some reason, but that's not David Cronenberg. I saw that movie for the first time like last year and it was okay, but I, I could just imagine seeing that like as a kid and being fucking terrified. Like little yeah. kids coming out of the wall and beating the shit out of what is that movie, dude? It's so weird. It was kind of, I mean, David Cronenberg always, I'm not a huge fan of Cronenberg stuff, uh, like Scanner, this might be a hot take, but I'm not a huge fan of Scanners, a huge fan, of, I like Videodrome, that was cool, um, Dead, Dead Ringers, I'm not a fan of, but The Brood got me because of like the psychological element to it, like I was like, what the fuck is actually happening here? Uh, yeah. Like, the therapist was kind of in on it, and he was, and he was kind of trying to deter the husband away from his wife or whatever. It was just weird. He does a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's a bizarre movie, especially for, I think it was like 79, 
or something when that came out. Like, imagine seeing that shit back in 79. <laughs> the Dude, fuck is all, all these old school, like, classic horror, not cla- well, classic to us, maybe, but all these old school horror movies, like, are so interesting because the story, there's actually a story to it. It's not just, like, visually stunning. It's just, like, really weird storytelling yeah. and really weird, like, that's, like, in The Brood, I was like, if they try to do that shit now, I don't know if it would, like, it might bomb if it came out in theaters. It could be, like, a straight-to-streaming service type of deal, but it, it got my attention. Yeah, I might have to revisit that one. Uh, are you a fan of, like, the slow burn type of horror movies like that? Like, The Brood, uh, Hereditary is also one I, I I absolutely love. Yes. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I feel, I feel like a lot, a lot of the newer movies now need to, or new movies in general like that, that are horror, they should learn to trust their audience a little more. Like, wait for the story to unfold rather than, like, quick payoff and not really, like, giving a lot of depth to the material or characters or anything. I couldn't agree more. Well, in that vein, I have a very good recommendation for you. Maybe you've seen it. Have you ever heard of Caveat on Shudder? Um... I don't think I have. I feel like the name, I feel like I passed it a couple times, but I didn't, I didn't watch it. Highly, highly recommend it. It's, um, an Irish horror film. Okay. And super slow burn, like has some legit, very creepy moments. There was one moment where it, a movie rarely gets to me like this, but there's one particular scene where I was like, I was like, oh my god no hurry up like it's like very rarely do movies get to me but there's like one particular scene in this movie that was so well done it made my fucking skin crawl and i I can't wait to revisit it but it it gave me like i mean it's very uh slow burn just dreadful it's really well done though it's it's always great especially for people like us who like watch horror movies all the time when, like, a movie, like, makes us feel uncomfortable or, like, makes us slink back in our chair, that's how you know it, 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 ha- it you know, it's effective. Yeah. Hereditary did that for me when I saw it in 2018 in the movie theater, especially with the sound design where, like, yeah. Charlie, like, clicking, it sounds, there's just one scene where it sounds like it's in the, like, when Tony Collette's in the car and she hears it and she thinks Charlie's behind her, it like the sound is like the way it's set up is it it sounds like it's coming from behind you too and I was like who the fuck is doing that yeah and it was actually the movie I was like oh shit that's very creepy so I saw that in theaters also I watched the trailer for it once and I was like oh scariest movie since Exorcist whatever like let me go watch this bullshit and uh, I had no expectations it didn't have like if somebody were to see that now there's all this hype. Like, dude, you got to see this movie. And I I went into it not knowing what to expect. And right there with you, I was like, I was uncomfortable. I wanted the movie to end. Oh, yeah. I was sweating in my fucking chair. I (laughs) I was like, someone, I really hope I find out what's happening. Like, the trailer gives nothing away. Zero. You have no idea what's going on. Until the end of the movie where you're like, holy shit, I need to re, that's the type of movie you need to rewatch directly after you watch it because they plant so many seeds of stuff that's going to happen. And when you go back, you actually see that stuff in motion and you're like, oh my god, this family has no idea what's happening to them. It's, yeah, it's, it's so good. Such a good movie. One, I think one of the best in 10 years. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, um, it took me like a good year to finally rewatch it because I was like, man, <laughs> it put me in a weird headspace for a few days. I, I don't want to like go back to that place. <laughs> yeah, I had trouble. I thought about it. I still think about it every day. I think I rewatched it now like five times. It, it, it's just a movie that like really like gets in your brain and really makes you think. It's just it, it's very. Very visceral, raw type of movie, especially Tony Collette. She got fucking robbed at the Oscars. She should have gotten nominated. I 100% agree. Um, 
So tell me if you've ever seen this movie. I heard a lot of people say, if you like Hereditary, you're going to love this movie. It's like got Hereditary vibes. So I'm like, okay, sounds good. So I checked out The Dark and the Wicked. Did you ever watch that? Yes, me and my girlfriend actually watched that while uh, building a puzzle of Indiana Jones. Nice. Uh, not bad. I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't hate it. Uh, it was okay. It wasn't offensively bad. Um, it was just. It was like slow burn, but there was no like payoff. I think because of the budget restraints. Just because like the streaming service type of movie. Uh, the story was just generic. It yeah. was okay. Well, it wasn't bad though. I, you know, maybe that movie deserves a rewatch or something. But it wasn't like mind blowing or anything. What did you think about it? Um, yeah, it had a lot of visual creepy moments that will kind of make your skin crawl. Yes, but you gotta string it along with some sort of a story, like some dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Everything doesn't have to be so bleak and like it's like you can just have these characters having a normal conversation. It doesn't have to be this super moody all the time vibe. Um Absolutely. So by the time laughs here and there. Yeah. So by the time the the guy comes home, spoiler, and sees his family with their throat slit. So yeah. he slits his throat, but then it's like, oh, he just imagined that. I'm like, okay, let's wrap this shit up. Um, <clears throat> cop out. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it had some very creepy visuals. I wanted to love it more than I did. I just thought it was, uh, like you said, not offensively bad, but not amazing. Yeah, just middle of the road, mm-hmm. okay movie. If it, it, You know, it won't make you feel like you wasted your time if you watched it. Yeah, it's like it's like gas station pizza. You know, it's not going to be great, but it'll it'll satisfy you. It, it'll yeah, for at least for at least forty five minutes. You know. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if you ever see. I'll tell you a movie that wasted my fucking time offensively. Uh, did you ever see The Lodge? Oh God, yes, I did. I saw it in theaters, dude. I was hyped. Hate it. Hate it. Worst, I think, worst movie, my opinion, worst movie I've ever seen. Horror, action, comedy, drama, anything. I fucking despise that movie. There, it, it, there was nothing about that movie that was redeeming. Minus the intro where, spoiler alert, did you, you saw it? Yes, yeah. Okay, what did you think about it? Uh, I'm right there with you. I mean, I... After I saw it in theaters, I was like, I give it like a, a six or something. But as more as the days went by, my hatred grew because <laughs> I was like, wait, that makes no fucking sense. Like, why? Did, uh, and, and like three days later, I was like, fuck that movie. That movie's. Yeah, they didn't really like it's cool when movies like leave stuff up to mystery, but like nothing was explained in this movie and people did things for no reason. The story was just so boring, and it didn't culminate into anything worthwhile. And the it was just a bad movie. It, it, like the scenes were just made to be like visually good looking, and then nothing like paid off. It was just like really, I was like, wow, people were hyping this movie up too. People were saying, oh, it's the it's like Hereditary as well, and it was just not not anything like it. Just because it's A24 doesn't mean it's going to be great. Sorry. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, it was almost like the director was sitting beside me the whole time asking, aren't you shocked right now? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not. Actually, I'm kind of bored and angry. I want to leave. Yeah, that movie had a lot of potential. I was really hyped for it. Like, the trailer, it was a good trailer. The trailer looked good. It yeah. Looked and the uh, Alicia Silverstone suicide scene up to that point i was like okay i was in there i was with you i was in there i'm like okay let's see where this goes and then it just dead stopped in the middle of nowhere and she was walking out in the snow and they never explained that weird looking building in the middle of the snow it's just and the weird excerpt that they kept repeating over and over that weird like exposition of dialogue about like 
in the, I don't even, I don't even remember. It was just, I was like, I don't understand. I might be too stupid for it. I don't know. For all I know, it could have been my, uh, my fault that I didn't like it. I don't think it is. It's, uh, you know, I kind of want to rewatch it just to reinvigorate my hatred. All right, that, all right, if you rewatch it, <laughs> if you down, we could do a watch along and film it and have oh. people, and react to the movie and have people Reacting to us reacting to the movie. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea, actually. Yeah. I'm sure there will be tables flipped, food thrown, plates broken, and everything. Yeah, uh, and when Alicia Silverstone shoots herself, we can say, as if! Coolest <laughs> <laughs> also one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Oh, Love. for sure. Like, I mean... She stumbled into some bad lighting when she put the gun in her mouth. <laughs> Cher, I am totally bugging. <laughs> Who dressed Dr. Seuss? I'll quote Clues all day. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's got Paul Rudd in it, for God's sakes. Come on. Paul Rudd. Alicia Silverstone. Uh, what's his name? The dude who's in every 90s comedy movie ever. Uh, Reckon Meyer. Reckon Meyer. There we go. Yeah. Here's a good one for you. Do you, do you have Shudder? I do, yeah. Okay. I just watched this movie, I finished it today, and it blew my mind, and I'm just going to tell the world about it. I'm going to I'm gonna annoy people with it. It was so good. Have you seen Revenge? Have you seen Revenge? Yes. Oh, my God. I loved it. So did I. It's a great movie. It's an amazing movie. How have I never heard about this? That's the uh, one of the first things I watched on Shudder uh, was Revenge, and it's like half- Italian or whatever, half French and then half American, but like, holy shit. Yeah. It's about time, like, I, I, I love when female actresses get a chance to show off how badass they are and not like, oh, we're gonna remake James Bond with a woman. It's like their own thing and their own movie and this, and it's a terrible thing that happened to her in this movie and holy shit. Revenge couldn't be a more appropriate title. That movie was absolutely Visually amazing. The story, it's a simple revenge yep. story, but like, it's just elevated to 11. Yeah, it's, um, man, that movie just has so much style and creativity. I mean, just so many cool shots in it. I, I want to rewatch it immediately because it's, it's just so much visual information coming at you. It's hard to take in all at once, but. So good. Man, it's it's incredible. Gory as fuck. Like Especially the ending. They oh really my, Man. Like yeah. They're all falling over each other in the bathroom and they're running through the house. Oh, just so good. So intense. Yeah, I can't recommend that movie enough. If you guys have never seen it, just watch it immediately. And yeah, it's great. Was that supposed to be a hot take, or do, pe- do people not like Revenge? Oh, no, I, d- I didn't say it was a hot take. I was just oh, saying I, it, it's a hot take that it took me so long. Well, that's not a hot take. <laughs> that's just that's sad that it took me so long to watch it, because it's been out for, like, a few years or something. Since, like, 2018 or 20, 2018, I believe. Yeah, so I'm just embarrassed that it took me that long to watch that kick-ass movie. Don't be ashamed at all. There's plenty of movies, like classic movies, that I've never seen that people love. I just never got around to watching. Um, trying to think of, trying to think of some. I'd never seen Dead Alive. Um, I've only seen that once when I was like thirteen or something. Uh, I always saw like the cover and everything, and it's a movie that's been on my list. I just can't find it anywhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a lot of movies like that. Um, I'd get my, my horror podcasting license revoked. Yeah, right. <laughs> Give that back. <laughs> no, there, there's, there's, there's no gatekeeping here. There's so many movies, you can't watch them all. We're only, I, how old are you? Uh, 33. All right, we're around the same age. I'm 31. We can't watch, like, there's so many movies, it's so hard to get through everything, and we're still so young. Yeah, well, especially when you hit a certain age where it's like the responsibilities just keep piling up and you're 
free time gets a little shorter each day and it's like I can't I'm not 14 anymore without a job I can't just sit around and burn through horror movies all day I would love to but I just can't and that's why the pandemic was great because it gave people a chance to really like sell back into doing what they love and watching movies and you know we had a lot of free time on our hands and I definitely I don't know about you but I definitely got a lot of movie watching done uh, during the early stages of the pandemic yeah, same here. A lot of show watching, a lot of movie watching, and uh, it was uh, that's when I really started to talk to a lot of people throughout the community and stuff like that. So, pandemic was, and I met my girlfriend through the pandemic, so it was a positive for for socializing. It was a positive uh, thing, you know. There's a lot yeah. of cool, sir, as you know, you're a very good dude, cool dude. Uh, a lot of other cool people around. Oh, yeah, yeah, right back at you, buddy. Um, I gotta say, I really enjoyed your little, uh, Twin Peaks extravaganza trip recently. Thank you. And I gotta say, it piqued my curiosity, and I was like, I've never seen Twin Peaks. I gotta start this show. I've heard about it forever, and I'm on, like, episode four of the first season. I'm really digging it. Okay, awesome. Um, I've, I, so my girlfriend, was obsessed with it for like 10 years and she showed it to me this past February. And I don't know about you, but until I got like the first two episodes, I was like, okay, it's unfolding. I want to see where this goes. I like the characters. The third episode, when they show like the little man from nowhere or whatever, I was like, I'm in. I love this dude. Like, it's just so, and I'm still, so, you're gonna, I don't, you might have the same feelings as me when you end it because I finished it. Months ago, I love it, but I'm so confused by it. Like, I, I, I don't get a lot of shit in the show, but it's so good and so weird, and there's so many different avenues of thought that can happen where, like, any, there's so many different opinions and theories on it that, like, no one's wrong about it, uh, from what David Lynch tells people. Um, it, well. It's interpretation. So I'm excited for you to finish this journey. I'm excited to finish it, too. And when I was watching it, <clears throat> the first two episodes are fairly straightforward, not Lynch-style weirdness that we all know. So I was like, I thought this was David Lynch. But, like, when episode three came around, I was like, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. They go into, like, well, I don't want to spoil the name of the place for you, but when they go into the room with, like, the black and white floor and the red curtains and everything and you see Cooper sitting there in the chair you're like okay this is taking a turn I want to go more into this and the good thing about Twin Peaks is that it always leaves you wanting more you're like I like something needs to happen like I need to watch the next episode because I, I need I need to see how this plays out and he does a great job about you know really making it compelling oh I'm gonna keep watching it later tonight when I'm done with this, actually. Um, have you seen the second season? Because they did, like, a, a new one, right? Is that good? <laughs> uh, I, again, I don't want to spoil anything for you. Okay. It's not what you're going to expect. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to word this because I don't want to I don't want to ruin it for you because I went in with expectations because I just watched the original series, so I was like, okay, I'm ready for this, and then I, I watched it, and I was like, I was texting uh, Kelly, my girlfriend, and I was like, what the fuck? What's happening? I'm mad. I'm mad about this, and there's 18 episodes, and it's just, it's very, very different, so prepare yourself for that. Okay. Uh, very weird, even more, we more weird than the original. Uh, you're gonna be mad, and you're going to be happy, and then you're going to feel uh, very dis depressed. Not disappointed, depressed. <laughs> All right, I'm ready for it. Yeah, there's a whole lot of emotions in it, but it's good. It's not, it's not terrible. It's just different and still weird. I hope you don't mind. I'm going to eat some Reese's right now. Oh, no, go right ahead, man. Do you want to uh, discuss a little horror news? Let's do it, man. Okay, so... Surprisingly, not a whole lot has come about, but um, 
yeah, I haven't discussed any horror news on the podcast in a while, so I figured this would be a good time to do it. Get Bring Doug's it thoughts on it. All right, let's so, do it. I know what you did last summer. The TV show is coming out October 15th. What do you think about that? I think it's coming out on Prime. Yeah, you're right. Amazon Prime. I didn't realize it was coming out so quickly. I mean, I don't, I don't see the point for these unnecessary remakes, especially turning it into a show because the movie is just a quick 90s slasher right to the point. Um, it's cool if you want to flesh out some stuff. But, like, it's just such a weird property to give more light to. Like, it's not like Scream where you could keep that going, you know, like, who's the killer, blah, blah, blah. And they made a TV show out of it. I know what you did last summer is just, like, it had its time. It had a sequel. Same, almost kind of the same as Scream, but not, well, not the same as Scream. Uh, just in the same, came out in the same decade. Uh, I mean, I don't really see the point. I'm going to watch yeah. it just to check it out. Did you ever watch the Scream series? Because I never did. I never did. I didn't yeah. see. To me, the Scream series is Nev Campbell and the journey of that character and what happened to that family. And that's the beginning. And then this is like the prequel to the movie. So I was like, they're just shoehorning in stuff that like they really didn't explain in the movie. It's just it's just a whole other entity. They should have just called it something else. Back to the, uh, I know what you did last summer. Yeah, I just, I, I think I just don't give a shit, like, at all. Like, how good could it possibly be? I mean, yeah, I hate to sound cynical or whatever, but, hey, maybe it's going to be amazing. I don't maybe, know. Maybe. I, sa- I sound like, I, I told, I'm totally, I told, I'm totally with you. Because I feel like I always sound like the angry grandpa on the porch. Like, you fucking kids and your remakes, but, like, <laughs> there's, I, like, Everyone seems like they're craving for, like, new material and just new stories, and everything seems to just just be getting beaten down and used so many times that there's so much more room for these new directors and new storytellers to dive into something brand new. I don't want to see your fucking new take on Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm sorry. I don't care what you have to bring to the table. It's been done already, and it's good. Leave it alone. Give us a new horror icon. We have enough of them. That's why a lot of, I don't know why Art the Clown and Terrifier gets so much hate because like it's a new character. It's it's reminiscent of the slasher movies that we love with a twist. And he's badass. Like it's yeah. new. it's fresh. A fresh take on an old genre. Uh, I agree. I loved Terrifier. I mean I I really look forward to the sequel, and I hope they improve uh, the story aspect of it and kind of elevate everything. But, uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I had uh, David Howard Thornton on the podcast. He's a really good dude. Oh, so, amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. yeah, if you guys haven't heard that episode, it was uh, a lot of fun. Also a fellow New Yorker. Did not know he's from New York, but he's a weird, a strangely good actor he just gets into that character perfectly yeah i agree well speaking of uh possibly unnecessary horror tv shows chucky is coming out october 12th and okay i i'm more excited about this than i was for that remake or whatever that thing was i literally tried to watch that movie twice and i i didn't think it was that bad uh, it would see that like that director, whoever made it, he had like some new ideas and it was a new story. It wasn't just like a retread of the old, but like, I get it. I totally get it. Cause I wanted to hate it. I was like, this, I'm, I shouldn't be watching this movie. It's going to be garbage. But I, for some reason I was into it. I didn't think it was that bad. It was one of the better remakes. I don't think it needed it, but it wasn't terrible. Yeah, um, I, I guess I should restate. I didn't think it was an awful movie by any means. I just, I, I tried to watch it under bad circumstances, and I was like, I, I, it's not meant to be, I guess. <clears throat> and another thing, okay, one reason why I'm kind of intrigued about the TV series is it's Don Mancini again, yeah. and Brad Dorf, and it's the whole gang, you know? And the remake the the child's play movie 
it was none of them. So it just seemed a little wrong. It just seems weird why they're remaking it with the same people when they have already, it's already been done. So like, what are you going to add to it? I feel like the story is just going to be more dragged out now because it's a series. And the movie already had spawned, I mean, one, two, and three are pretty all in the same universe. Bride of Chucky, see Chucky gets a little nutty, uh, still, but still funny, but like, one, two, and three, I feel like is, the, is a solid trilogy for that particular story, cause it's, you know, still follows Andy and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and it's solid. I'm not really sure what they're gonna add to the TV show, but the trailer did look good, though. Trailer did look pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, I want it to be amazing. I really do. But at the same time, I'm like, I mean, how many episodes are they gonna, what's it gonna be like, episode four, or like, Chucky killed somebody. Yeah, they're going to, like, really slowly build it up. And also, they're like, yeah, it's coming out on Sci-Fi and USA Channel. It's like, who the fuck has, like, like, come on, USA? Like, what's it going to come out after, like, Monday Night Raw or something? (laughs) 10 o'clock Eastern Time. After after Walker, Texas Ranger or something. Yeah, dude. We're from the, we're 90, we're, uh, we grew up in the 90s, we know. Oh, for sure. I was gonna fight someone in, in third grade, quote unquote fight, and I was like, listen man, I can't fight you after school. Monday Night Raw's on, so let's do it. <laughs> and it never happened, because one, I'm a pussy, two, I was nine years old. <laughs> hey, that guy, that guy got lucky. <laughs> sure, yeah, sure thing. We'll, we'll let him have that, we'll let him have that victory. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Chucky TV show. Why not? I hope it's good for the sake of Don Mancini and Brad Dorf. I, I want to I really root for that crew, and I hope it's great. Listen, man, it's not like we hate these things just to hate things. We want these things to do good. Sometimes it's just hard to understand why new stuff isn't getting made. Like, uh, I'm, I'm psyched for the Candyman remake. That looks pretty damn good with the actors, especially that dude, uh, Yaya, I don't know, I'm gonna butcher his name, but the dude Yaya, who is it, uh, Black Manta in, um, Aquaman, um, he's a phenomenal actor, and Coleman Domingo is in it, who's in Fear the Walking Dead, and he's in Zola, and a bunch of other great stuff. They have great actors attached to it, and, uh, Nia DaCosta, the female director, uh, it looks, looks like it's gonna be an interesting take on it. Um, I I agree. That uh it, it has my my curiosity peaked. Yeah. Even though I've only seen Candyman like once or twice over the years and actually that movie holds up better than most definitely most 90s horror. That movie's terrifying. That movie's absolutely terrifying. Yeah, with like some serious deep undertones that are still prevalent and yeah that's a that movie was ahead of its time i think yeah there's some like there's i like the whole magical aspect to it is interesting yeah like when virginia madsen goes to like find the root of where Candyman came from and she sees all this shit like all the hieroglyphics drawn on the wall it's just so like oh okay like this is a different type of this is a different type of horror movie yeah, we're going Halloween 6 now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except they butchered it. Even, I, I, I like all the Halloweens. I could put on any of them any time of the day. Well, to bring it back to Paul Rudd, uh, I'm a huge Halloween 6 fan. That's like one of my... That's not even a guilty pleasure. I just love that movie. No shame. Yeah. By far the most 90s Halloween ever. Like, I'm surprised Michael wasn't wearing, like, a tie dye, a fucking flannel shirt tied around his waist. Flannel shirt, Jinko jeans. <laughs> yeah. If Michael Myers was eating Dunkaroos, <laughs> that movie would still, would be highly regarded right now. <laughs> he drinks a surge at some point. <laughs> yeah. Mountain Dew Extreme. <laughs> that was my before 2000. <laughs> Um, so speaking of things that hopefully don't suck, um, this news story doesn't have a lot of credibility to it, but I'm going to say it anyway. So according to Corey Feldman, um, he claims that a guy at a party 
told him that the rights to the whole Friday the 13th drama were settled. And, you know, we've been hearing this for a while. Like, you're aware of that, right? Between, like, Sean Cunningham and, uh, uh, shit, his name escapes me. Anyways, there's, like, some legal stuff holding up the Friday the 13th series. Okay, I did hear vaguely about it. I'm not sure who's involved or anything. Um, it's like the creator of the series and a guy he hired to write the series. They're like, I created Jason. No, I did. And there's this legal. Yeah, it's stupid. And that's the reason why we haven't had a new Friday movie in since 2009. Yeah. Platinum Dunes one. Yeah. Which you're shaking your head. But I got to say, it's not bad. It's a Friday the 13th movie. Jason kills people. It's, It's not amazing. He does kill people. I he does. That. <laughs> I, I, it's just weird how Michael Bay was was captain of the ship for like that remake, and the Nightmare on Elm Street remake is just like a weird combination that just wasn't wasn't melding for me. Yeah, I, I guess that is that's a that's a very valid point. Um, I, I, yeah. I'll have to give that a rewatch though. If you say it's, a, it's if you say it's a fun movie, I'll have to take a rewatch. You know what? I need to rewatch it because it's it's been quite a minute since I saw it as well. But um, yeah, hopefully our boy Corey Feldman is is right, and uh, you know we're gonna get the Friday the Thirteenth train rolling again. Because I don't know about you, but I think it's a bummer that we haven't had a new Jason movie in twelve years. Yeah, I would like to see some new uh, Friday the Thirteenth stuff, uh, especially one that at least connects to the original movies. Uh, that would be cool. Um, just like, yeah, the Friday the 13th, the 2009 one really didn't add anything to the story. It was just kind of like a reimagining of all of them mixed together or a couple of them, or at least one and two. Cause didn't he like find the mask in that one? And yeah, he was definitely uh tater sack Jason there for a minute. Yeah, I think <laughs> Jason. He was he was it was like that for a minute, and then he got the mask. But yeah, I mean, definitely deserves uh, to go on, especially if Halloween is continuing to live on. Why not Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah. Well, hey, the perfect segue there. Um, have you seen the Halloween Kills trailer? I have not. I refuse. I wish I didn't. Oh, okay. I've heard that from a few people. Um, do you yeah, say don't that? Watch, don't watch the entire movie. Oh, okay. Thank God. So that's why I didn't want to watch it. Um, yeah, you're smart. <laughs> yeah, I don't do anything from it, but yeah, uh, the 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 running time for the trailer is about two minutes and thirty seconds, and it's about two minutes and thirty seconds too fucking long. Uh, they should definitely shorten it and just give you. We know what it's going to be. It leaves off from the last one. We don't need much. Don't give us all the action. Yeah. That's what a lot of trailers do, not even just Halloween Kills. A trailer doesn't need to be a short film. It just yeah. needs to be a teaser. Drop it. Get people excited. And and the surprise fact, like the surprises, it's, you won't be surprised if you see it in the trailer and you, you're in the theater and you're like, oh, that's the thing I saw before. I'm not surprised now. Yeah, just, like, show the logo, the mask. You have a soundbite of, like, Dr. Loomis saying, oh, shit, here we go again. <laughs> and then it's, like, <laughs> Lip Biscuit. <laughs> yeah, Lip Biscuit kicks in October 2021. 20, I'm like, yes, I'm in. Okay. Yeah. Right? Like, that would be perfect. That would be a perfect trailer. I let – I. this sounds so bad. I let my girlfriend watch it. I was, like – because when the trailer came out, I was, like, okay, just go inside, watch it, and just tell me what you think, but don't tell me anything. And uh, she saw it, and she said that it looked like a Jason Bourne movie. Like, the trailer. It was like, lots of action. Yeah, she's kind of, she's kind of accurate. Okay, that's... Is she that's, a fan of horror, like you? Um, No, not like me. I mean, she's when like we started... Yeah, but since, of course, since we started dating, I've you know, introduced her to a lot of the stuff. But yeah, that has me a little worried, I guess. I mean... Yeah, um, again, I, I you won't get it spoiled for me. Uh, Jason Bourne uh, summation of it feels accurate, at least for the trailer. Um, yeah, and I thought 
I wasn't a fan of the Halloween 2018 one. It was very actiony and didn't have a lot of suspense and didn't wasn't really spooky. Uh, it was okay. Uh, it feels like they're going in the same lane as Halloween 2018. Yeah, I thought 2018 overall. I I do enjoy it. There's a lot in that movie that frustrates the shit out of me and like makes me cringe, but then there will be a scene where I'm like, yeah, they get it. Like, this is awesome. And there was like four or five awesome moments in that movie, like sequences. But then it would be followed by something where I'm like, don't like that. No. Oh, yeah, another another joke. That's cool. Yeah, and exactly. It's very hard for directors, I feel like, to balance horror and comedy without being too, like, self-aware and jokey to the point where it's annoying. Uh, and, I mean, you have Danny McBride uh, was one of the producers, so he's a comedic actor. He wants to get the jokes in there. That's cool. Uh, just uh, It just kind of diminishes the scare factor just a little bit because Halloween is not a, it's not a horror comedy. The first Halloween, I mean, there are some jokes in there, but it feels natural because you can't have life without jokes. It's just, you know, that's why I understand why, like, you know. Dark and the Wicked, like, yeah. light the fuck up. It's a drama. Comedy is a comedy. It's like, no. I mean, you could have jokes in a drama movie, and it's still a drama. It's just, like, you know, life is filled with jokes. Life is filled with grief and despair. It's a mix of everything. So, it's okay to blend it all into one. It's just a hard balancing act that it seems like a lot of directors have difficulty doing. Um, David Gordon Green is the guy directing it. I yeah. just remember his name. Um, it just, again, I, it's kind of lame how, like, he was like, okay, disregard all the other films. And then in this one, so I'll, I won't spoil anything in the trailer, but in the trailer there's something where you're like, I thought you told us to disregard that. You're just doing the same shit. What the fuck? Oh, wait, is it like a nod and a wink to the original Halloween or something in one of the sequels? Some Something else. I mean, I won't tell you what it is, but something else where you're like... Wait, something in one of the sequels? Do you, do you want me to say yes or no? Just, just say yes or no. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, that's weird. I mean... I mean, the, the we're all going to see it anyway. Like, they are, they are... Like, horror fans are loyal... So much that you don't even need to show a trailer. We're going to watch it anyway. Um, it's just weird, like hearing the statements coming from David Gordon Green and then seeing him do the exact opposite. Yeah, I agree. Uh, for the record, I'm extremely stoked for this movie. I think the Halloween season just slaps a little harder knowing that there's a new Halloween movie coming. I don't know. There's a magic in the air. With that said, I, I totally hear what you're saying. I thought in 2018, all these little wink and nod moments, like, hey, remember this from Halloween? I'm like, yeah, I've seen the movie 500 fucking times. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I've seen it. Stop doing this. Like, I don't I don't need to. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And I hope they don't do that in Halloween Kills, but I think they are. I bet you 20 bucks somebody's going to be listening to Don't Fear the Reaper at some point. It's... I. Truly hope that doesn't happen, but there's still uh, there's there, there's still two months away from us going to see it, so we'll have to see how it pans out. I I, I hope it's good. I, I don't want it to suck. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's going to be better than 2018. That's what my my gut tells me. I think David Gordon Green and Danny McBride are very competent filmmakers. I think they probably listened to the fans and took in some of the criticisms hopefully and yeah we'll we'll see what happens i'm excited for it i'm excited for it not to suck yeah yeah hopefully um so here's a little news tidbit kind of adding on to the halloween stuff so halloween ends is i believe gonna start filming in january from what i heard and it has an October 2022 release date. And it, and they said that Halloween ends will be, and I quote, 
way more contained. So you could interpret that. Do they mean like contained, like location wise? Do they mean like, hey guys, let's tone down the fucking humor and contain that? Hopefully, what I don't, I don't know. What do you think that means? Um, it kind of, at least from my perspective, it seems like uh, the way they're saying contained, as in like it will be, uh, it will be less characters and more focused on, um, on a, just a couple characters, maybe to like continue the franchise, possibly like maybe. It focuses more, it's more more of a character-driven piece rather than just like a slasher, possibly. I think that would be better. Okay, here's my, in my head, this is my ideal scenario. Um, So the first, the 2018 and Halloween Kills, that all takes place on one night. So let some time pass, let like three or four years pass. You know Jamie Lee Curtis isn't going to die in the next one. She's still going to be there again and again. Like, just have it be more suspenseful and atmospheric. Like, have maybe Jamie Lee be, you know, she's up getting up there in age. She's trying to settle down. She thinks Michael's dead. But then, like, slowly, creepy little things start to happen. And it's almost like the original Halloween. And it's not, like, in your face, Jason Bourne. Kill them all. And that's what the Halloween 2018 was missing for me. Was the atmosphere because John Carpenter is a mastermind at creating very spooky, very slow moving, uncomfortable, unsettling atmospheres. And Halloween 2018, I was like, oh, this is like I'm watching. Like, I feel like Liam Neeson's gonna fucking pop out and start. <laughs> like, it just felt too actiony, actiony. The quick cuts and everything. John Carpenter loves to live in the moment, like let things settle, make you be in the moment with the characters. And that's what Halloween 2018 was missing. So hopefully the more contained version or the Halloween ends will be more like that. Like just make it a horror movie. Make it. (laughs) And and by the way, if Liam Neeson, if you're listening, I bet you are. If you want to come back as Dr. Loomis in the Halloween series, I am all for it. Like (laughs) that's good casting right there. Sign sign me up for that. That'll be solid. (laughs) You can't dye his hair soy sauce brown, though. He's got to leave <laughs> let it go gray. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I totally agree with the 2018 uh, lacking of the atmosphere. There were there were moments where, okay, example, when the kids are walking down the street, uh, like Vicky and, uh, you know, it's classic Halloween. They're walking down the street. It's what you do in Halloween movies. That's some good, that's ripe picking for some atmosphere like just but the camera was like pulled in really close it was lots of fast edits and jokes and it was like no like let this breathe a little bit let some i'm gonna say it again let some atmosphere come up in here you know what i mean here and that's what that's what giallo movies do for me i love like the 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 far away shots Mm -hmm. It, ha- it gives you the whole scope of what's going on. And it seems like a lot of Giallo movies do that a lot. And I watched a movie recently. Uh, it might have been... It might have been the first Conjuring. I don't remember, but I remember watching a movie and I was like, oh, it seems like they took a page right out of like an Italian horror movie with like the faraway shot and the, and the pan over. Um, it's just uh, like... House of the Devil? Oh, Another great movie. Yeah, I love that movie. It had some shots like that. And it lets you, that movie lets you, like, live in the scene and not, wasn't too fast. And the character, and the lead, it's, you you have to have, like, a lead character that you care about. You know, if, if, you, if you go in and they make the characters fucking annoying or hateable, mm-hmm. then you're not going to really care what, like, the stakes are set low. You're not going to really care about them. At least, for example, House of the Devil, that chick was really fun. She was cool. You'd relate to her. Good actress. Yeah. And you were rooting for her at the end, you know, through the whole thing. So I think a lot of newer movies are missing, too, because I don't, like, uh, trying to think of a recent horror movie that I watched that's a newer one. I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) 
Oh, you, dude, you gotta watch Caveat. I, I, I'm caveat, like I'm, Caveat, I'll watch. I feel like I'm hyping it up a little too much, but I, maybe I'm not. It's really good. I might rewatch it tonight after Twin Peaks. I don't know. Yes, definitely gotta get through a couple episodes of Twin Peaks. Did you ever see, uh, anything for Jackson? On, sh- I think that came on Shudder. No, but I did hear it was really good. I always pass it. Uh, I have a problem doing that. I just see movies and I just skip right over it. Story um, of my life, dude. Um, <laughs> There's so many options to choose from. I know. Yeah. Well, I have um, a good movie. I would recommend it. I believe I, I told somebody it reminded me of like Beetlejuice meets Evil Dead. Ooh. It's a little slapsticky, but has has some dark and gory type of shit too. It's it's really good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You'll do an Evil Dead. You already sold me with that. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> that's uh, that might be before ca- caveat because that's that. <laughs> or at least I remember it kind of being like that. I'll have to. That one's due for a rewatch as well. But uh, did you ever see Possessor? That was I did really enjoy Possessor. Okay, I, I really. Take it. I, like taking taking it back to Cronenberg, his son Brandon Cronenberg, it was his debut, I think. Um, but yeah, well, Daddy, look what I can do. <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot <laughs> of his father's influence in there. You could tell, like, oh, all right, yeah, this is David Cronenberg's son, easily. Oh uh, yeah, that's like Brandon Cronenberg being like, "This is for when he said I did never amount to anything." Watch this. I'm going to take all your tropes and flip it on its head. But, yeah, that movie was great, especially um, uh, the actress from Mandy. Uh, uh, forget her fucking name all the time. Scarsborough? Something. The chick from Mandy <laughs> is, is amazing. I think she she's incredible in everything she's in. Yeah, that movie was uh, that movie was awesome. That's, that's another one I got to rewatch. Oh yeah, yeah. That that deserves a rewatch too. Everything about that is so good. Um, that was good recommendation. I, I always go back. I always go back to the eighties and and watch. Uh, I, I recently watched um, um, a, a Blade in the Dark, hmm. which is an Italian horror movie. Uh, I passed by that on, uh, I think, Shudder the other night. I was like, that looks good. Really oh. good. It's really good, and it has a good story, and it's a fun slasher. Uh, it's about this uh, horror movie composer uh, who stays in this house, and uh, he thinks someone is uh, watching him, and, yeah, that's basically the plot. Uh, really good. Really fun. Okay. Do you so, know what year that was? 80, somewhere in the 80s. Okay. Or, say, it feels like 82. I don't I, know. Dude, I was just going to say 82. I was <laughs> reading my mind right now. <laughs> I think 82, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I have this knack for, like, if I'm – I take in the date of a movie, even if I'm like, oh, I've never heard of this or seen it, but, okay, 80 uh, – that might be wrong. I don't know. My short-term memory is garbage. I have great long-term memory, so if I, like, if I forget something once and I see something again, like, if I go back and look at a blade in the dark and see what year it came out, I'll remember it. But off, off jump, I'm like, I, I'm going to forget. Yeah, yeah. Um, to wrap up the, uh, the news, um, oh, yeah, there's a new Evil Dead coming out. Like, Evil Dead Rise, I believe it's called. Yeah, uh, cool, I guess. I don't really know anything about it. Uh, I, I did like the Evil Dead remake a whole lot. Jane Levy was killer in it. Same. Uh, I guess we could use a new Evil Dead. Might as well, right? Yeah, why not? If it's done well, bring it on. I mean... Not a remake. That's fine. They could continue the story. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... If they want to do, like, a Nightmare on Elm Street re-whatever you want to call it and do it good, that would be cool. And I wouldn't be mad at that if we got a really cool Freddy Krueger movie. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I Jackie Earl Haley, I, I did. He was good. Uh, he was fine. Just the movie was just garbage. Yeah, there was something about him though that like he wasn't bad, but he just wasn't right for it. You know, you can't fill Robert England's shoes. It's very difficult. Yeah, you have a character so iconic, you can't picture literally anyone else in the role. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it deserves another shot. Yeah, sure. I think yeah. it deserves another shot at least once. Um, yeah, speaking of Robert England, did you hear that he's in the season four of Stranger Things? I was just talking about this with, uh, with my friend. I'm done with that show. That show was supposed to come out like two years ago. Uh, season four was supposed to come out before the, or like during the pandemic or before the pandemic. Uh huh. In too long. I lost my, I lost my interest, but I'm excited for Robert England to be in something brand new with these fantastic actors and David Harbour. It's just like, you're going to have to do a lot to get me to care about it again, because it's been too long. It's been too long. I was hyped about it. And the third season I wasn't too hot on. Uh, a lot of a lot of fan service that seemed unnecessary. And I'm kind of turned off by Stranger Things. But, again, they're, the Duffer Brothers are great. The actors are great. Robert England's great. I'll, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, man. I... Um... <clears throat> I kind of, like, your level of hatred for the Lodge, that's uh, kind of what I felt for season three. Okay. It, I mean, I I could just not get on board with it. It was, the first season just felt like it came out of the 80s because there wasn't a whole lot of, remember this from the 80s? Yeah, yeah. Season three was, remember this from the 80s? Isn't this cool? It's like, here's the Terminator. Oh, yeah, that fucking guy. I was uh, like, it's literally the Terminator. They're not yeah. even trying to be subtle about it. It's the Terminator. Yeah. He, he had the, it was, the, it could have been Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was, it was truly baffling. Yeah. Motherfuckers not know it was supposed to be the Terminator? But yeah, I mean, hey, maybe Stranger, Stranger Things season four, uh, when they're like 35, maybe that'll, <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing. They're gonna be like, <laughs> time this shit comes out. Yeah, they're going to be older than us. <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown's driving. She got her license. Caleb McLaughlin <laughs> has like a full beard. It's just the continuity is not going to be uh, a part. Yeah, yeah, I agree. How it uh, yeah. Well, I don't want to keep you too much longer, Doug. But, <laughs> dude, thank you so much for doing this, man. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate you even asking me. This was so much fun. You're awesome. Was this your first podcast? Uh, I've done a couple. Okay. Uh, uh, this dude that I know who has like a podcast, he like used to work, uh, it's called the Stillwagon Symposium. Uh, this dude, Ryan Stillwagon, really awesome dude. Me and my friend, uh, Joe, his, uh, rapper name is Bearded Legend. Uh, we used to have a group together and we, we, used, I mean, he's one of my best friends. We used to do music together. And uh, we were on this podcast a couple times called the Still Wagon Symposium, which was in the city. So that was cool. Uh, I did this girl, Heather's podcast within the horror community. Uh, okay. Heather loves horror. If you follow her, she's really cool. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. She's pretty rad. And then um, I think that's it. I want to say that's it. <laughs> but well, this, was, on, this, was, this was a fucking blast. Yeah, well, dude, thank you so much for doing it, man. Um, would love to have you back sometime. We will, we could rank our favorite new metal albums or something. We gotta do the Lodge watch along. Oh, man, while listening to new metal. Um, yeah. I mean, that sounds, that, that sounds like an ideal, like, Friday evening or something. Yeah, we could put the movie on mute. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Doug. Well, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Later, bud. Talk to you later, man.